Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Congratulations. Your morning just got a bit classier. A media legend, a ferocious linebacker, a clueless producer, and you. Searching for a replacement window online? Visit windownation.com today. So raise a glass and act accordingly. This is Bishop and Laurenitis. All right, let's do it live on a Thursday edition of the program. Threes is back, but he's an indie. How you living, buddy? Oh, living the dream, man. I survived. I survived the uh, the drive up to Minnesota. Um, yeah. Plenty more where that came from. For those that don't know, we, we stopped at Rockford, Illinois on the way up. Yep. Took our time. And then once you're in the hotel, although elite hotel, for a couple of days, you say to yourself, I just want to get my own bed, right? So let's drive yeah. all the way through. Um, there was definitely some positives, some negatives. You know, you roll with the punches, you get home just to, uh, you know, turn it around and go right back uh, on the same highway you traveled through going west, you know, <laughs> over to Indy. Love that Indy is deciding, you know what, forget it. Let's go single lane, both sides on 70. That's great. Um, so Why? sitting in traffic twice in 24 hours is awesome. Uh, what are they, redoing the road? Yeah, redoing some bridges, I can't you know. So imagine that, that highway being one lane. As yeah, much it's quite fun. Yeah, quite fun. Um, and then, you know, just to drive back to good old Dublin tomorrow, and then uh, got to hop back on the highway Sunday for, for my nephew, niece and nephew's uh, twin niece and nephew birthday party on Sunday back in the DYT. So just I'm just loving 70 right now, honestly. <laughs> sure, just quite sure loving highway. 70. Can't get enough. It is your highway. Well, I, I would imagine that there is an extra bounce in your step. Uh, with with the fact that that your professional basketball team won a championship, that's I mean, right. You claimed them. That's right. I did claim them. I did. I not. I mean, my goodness. Uh, how about that? I I, I do. I do have to say, and I and I wanted to get to this. Um, <laughs> watching Giannis, yeah, get fifty, like it's one of the most dominating performances. Yeah, that I can remember. Um, watching with my own eyes as an adult, you know. So, other ones that come to mind, like LeBron against what the Pistons when he scored like every point in the fourth quarter, it felt like, yeah, where he just wasn't going to be denied. Like you had this sense watching Giannis, like, okay, this guy isn't losing. Like he's like he wanted he wanted to single handedly close that game out, and it was incredible. Um, I I just was blown away by by him, and obviously his, um. His humility, the way that he he has led that, the way he did it by sticking in Milwaukee. I'm sure yeah. you guys have dove into this about what's more impressive, LeBron's in Cleveland or him there. There's, I mean, my goodness. Um, I think you can appreciate both, but it was it's yeah. awesome to see him stay and and bring a championship to to the team of my youth, you know, and, and the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I joke. I was a Timberwolves fan, but I did <laughs> I did pick them. I believe you I, did I before it started. Yeah, yes. you identified them. Uh, as them and was it who was yet them and the Leafs? Is that who we were rooting for? You were rooting for at the start of this thing, and then and it was yes, yeah, it was them one and, worked, the, uh, one and the Leafs. Yep. yep, yep, yeah. It was um, 
it was the Giannis thing was amazing as we talked about yesterday on the show and just to get your reflection on this uh this was a guy who stayed who and he's even mentioned this like you know I could have gone and been a super team and all of this but he stayed but I also gave credit to Milwaukee ownership because they built a new they built a new arena they That's rebranded right. the franchise they went and got players around him um, and they put him in a position to succeed. And, and that's part of it too. Um, and the NBA now has a bunch of franchises that aren't traditional powers that have won championships. You talk about Cleveland, Golden State, Toronto, and now Milwaukee. Um, that's pretty cool that they've yep. had a lot of different champions. And, and there's a little bit of parity in that league that, um, that is pretty good. And I also think it's pretty cool that in most of those instances, they were teams that were built organically through the draft and through savvy moves and free agency or trade. Um, so, so I, th- I think all of those things that would, are, are good things. Um, expansion draft in the NHL last night. Um, no major surprises. Um, I suppose I was, a, I don't, I don't even know what to expect from it in terms of. It's weird watching Fowler do that, isn't it? So I didn't watch it. I saw a I screen grab I, I of him. I had it on. Yeah. So what he was doing, the, like he was doing it? His co-host, yeah. Interviewing, you know, when you hear his voice, you think of, what tennis and, tennis college, and college football, football. right? Yeah. That's it. And um, and so to hear his voice, you know, and I wasn't watching intently, saying, "Oh yeah, look," you know, it was. It's it's a very um, look. Expansion drafts are weird. They don't happen very often. You know, they're right. weird because you have Ron Francis up there basically the entire time. It'd be like having Yarmo up there the entire time and getting interviewed and naming picks, but yet they already knew the picks. But it was just a releasing to the public, right? These guys already knew. Yeah. Um, and so that way they could bring them in and interview some of them. And um, the defenseman from the Flames was was quite entertaining. Was it Gi- Giordano? Maybe is that right? Um, yeah, know, some, somewhat confident in that. You said it, but anyway, confidently. He's yeah. been a captain of like Calgary for like seven years, right, or seven or eight years, and gets picked. And they kept asking him, you know, what does this mean? You know, blah blah blah. And he's like. Well, to be quite honest, I'm I'm, I'm pretty shocked I'm not in Calgary still. Uh, but I'm look, it's the first time I've ever been to Seattle, and it looks beautiful. It's great, you know. And they're yeah. trying to get him like juiced up, you know. And he, like his whole thing was like, like I, I kind of like when you're a vet and you're thirty, yeah. you know, in your thirties, you got <laughs> they, they kept go, trying to get the you know, I guess the politically correct answer, right? Like, oh, I'm just super juiced. Like he's probably like, dude, I got to move my family, all right, from Calgary to Seattle. I have no idea. Yeah. Like, we, I have a, a home. My ride. kids have schools. We have doctors. Yes. So it's a whole. Yeah. To, to deal with. Like, I'm excited, but it's also, there's a lot of wheels turning in my head right now, right? There's probably a lot of stress that comes with that. But uh, I, I love the unis, man. And I do think Seattle will good. be a great city for it. Um, I want them to get an NBA team now. Um, yeah. I think it's 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 just, it's beautiful. I, I like how they tried to incorporate the baseball and, and, um, and, and obviously, you know, Bobby Wagner announces a pick and they're trying to bring some of the stars and the other athletes around. That's very cool. Um, Beast Mode helped out with one, which is yeah. always entertaining. Always, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I just had it on as background stuff as I was sitting here with my feet up at the, how about this, the JW Marriott Indy. Oh, that's a good one. How about that, Big Ten Network? They do it well. Yeah, that's what it's I'm good job about. out of them. Yeah, I got I to gotta get my points, though. I got to get my Marriott points. They didn't add them. I got to like, go down there. Well, you, you, get you get that sorted out. You get that sorted out. One last thing on the NHL. Uh, so trades can officially be made to, starting today. The draft is Saturday. So these are a big couple of days for the Jackets. We're going to try and check in with Porty in the next couple of days, kind of on, on where we are with all of this. Um, you mentioned Fowler. That would lead me to believe that he's going to be part of their NHL coverage. I would lead me to so. believe that he yeah. is going to be a part of it, whether he's going to be – Maybe he'll be the voice of the Stanley Cup. I, you know, I don't know. He kind of calls the shots at ESPN. 
Um, so I'm curious to see what, mm-hmm. what that means for him. Cause when I saw him on there, that sent off some alarms of, Oh, I wonder if he's trying to move into this realm as well. And, some changes and over there the, now. I mean, Maria Taylor. What's that? I said there's some changes over oh, there yeah. now at the, right. at the big, right. the big Espen. Maria Taylor going to NBC. Um, right. Yeah. Very yeah. interesting. So I'll be curious to see what that means. The other thing that I would say though is, is as I got in, up this morning and there are, and yes, we'll get into Texas and Oklahoma. Rest assured. <laughs> yeah, what's happening length. there? <laughs> at great length. Uh, but when I went on ESPN this morning, what I saw was it was NHL expansion draft was the number one story. And this is what happens when you're in business with ESPN. Yeah. And out of habit, I still go there. I go to Twitter first and then I go there just to see what else I'm missing and to see that on the front page. That would not, that did not happen with Vegas because no, they weren't a partner not at all. Not at all. But yeah. they're a partner now. So you're in Indy. Big Ten Media Days the next couple of days. We'll go over all of the things that we kind of expect to see. Um, and, and before we get into the specifics, though, just the vibe uh, from you over there in regard to uh, – and obviously this is going to be kind of derailed, and we'll get into this that I mentioned in great length, um, but I would say Big Ten Media Days are going to be pretty derailed by the news yesterday with Texas and Oklahoma. Well, I, I think there's two things that – and I walked by Kevin Warren last night, by the way, in the lobby um, – I told him you say hello, him. and that you and that you. Uh, I said, "Hey, Mr. Warren, um, <laughs> Mr. Bo Bishop thinks you did one hell of a job last That's right. year. All right, That's way right. to really take control of the conference. That's right. Matter of fact, yep. I think you might already be a step ahead for best conference commissioner uh, in right. Big Ten history. So I want to really give you a pat on the back and, and go crush it tomorrow. Um, no, but right. the, the two things he's going to get today off the off the top is going to be like it's going to be reflection on last year. Um and the handling of it. And then it'll be, what's the plan for this year? You know, we had the SEC and the Big 12 saying, we're not canceling game or you know games anymore. We'll, we'll do forfeits. The ACC is a little more... ACC basically said, we're still gathering information on this Delta variant kind of thing. Like, we don't know yet, but we, yeah. the best way to play games is to get vaccinated kind of deal. Um, so what's your plan going forward? Um, <laughs> I hope he has one. I hope he learned yeah. his lesson and has one. Or maybe this. Maybe my plan is we don't really have plans yet. We're just being a little more flexible this year and not as rigid. I'd, not gonna... I'd be appreciating that. Yes. yes. It's a fluid then, situation. We'll tackle fluid. it as it comes. Exactly. I'd, I would appreciate that, frankly. He is going to absolutely get hit with, or he should, if the reporters, and we have some great reporters, obviously, in, in our in our uh, demographic here, but as, as he should be pushed on, okay, hey, Texas and Oklahoma are looking to join. What's the Big Ten doing for conference expansion? Because it's here. It's here. You, we've, you can't, we've talked about yeah. it over and over. Texas yep. and Oklahoma look to be going to the SEC. A&M saying, please, no help. Uh, my gut says the rest of the SEC says, shh, shh, go straight to hell, A&M. You don't have the weight here. You're a yeah. new member. Sorry. <laughs> go to hell. Like, you're not an original. Um, we would trade you for Texas tomorrow. Yes. And then I love this tweet from Colin Cowherd. <laughs> it says, if Texas and Oklahoma leave the Big 12, it becomes the Mountain West with humidity. Uh, so true. Yeah. Um, the rest of the Big 12 would be just anyway. So what? So what are our options? I know we'll get into it. We'll dive in. We'll 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 think about. Obviously, it's it's shocking. It's exciting. It's the two teams that we should have went after instead of Maryland and Rutgers. Um, yeah. But it it will open up. Like I was thinking about this today. Like the Big Ten will expand. Like, if the SEC is going to expand, so will the Big Ten. What teams do you get? And then as it comes to my profession, you say you know as far as calling games. You say, well, what other new universities did you get to go check out? Because it will change. It will yep. change. Um, and you better be bold. 
and I'm uh, wondering who they're going to get. And you have to be yes, you have to be bold, and you have to be aggressive uh, in trying to secure some to to be able to stay competitive. And to be, now, in the landscape of things, when it comes to Ohio State, how does this affect us? It doesn't. Texas isn't going to the SEC and and winning. Um, in that conference right away. Oklahoma will compete absolutely, but we need we need the strength in our conference because that will whew, that's a bit those that, that was the probably the most shocking thing that I've I've read in a while when I saw that. And then the Yeah. And then you know the TV contracts and the admission that they're not renewing their TV uh, it's just it's coming. It's here. Yeah. yeah, I I think it could affect Ohio State a, a great deal. And and we'll get to that in the next couple of segments because there's a lot to it. Uh one thing before we get out of here in the first segment, the news yesterday uh, of Bobby Bowden being diagnosed with terminal medical, a terminal medical condition, or being released that he has a terminal medical condition. Obviously, I spent, as I've said many times, seven years in Tallahassee and covered Coach Bowden as close as you can cover a coach. And when I got there, you, you got to remember at at those day in those days in two thousand one, you were able to go to every practice. And watch every practice. We watch the whole thing. We would shoot practice. Um, and Coach Bowden would talk after every practice. He was, um, he was essentially the mayor, governor. He was the face of the town, and it wasn't that big of a town, but he ran it. It was his town, and he ran it with such grace and humility. Um, I would talk to him almost every week, even in the off season. And you'd say, well, what was going on? Nothing. Nothing. You just like catching up with Coach Bowden. That, that's what it was. Um, and and he is as accomplished as any coach in history. I think he's as responsible as any coach for the build. That was an erector set stadium. That was a that was a, a girls' college uh, for a long time. And he he put it on the map, and he did so by playing anybody, anywhere, anytime, including without ever, ever having a return visit from the opposing team. He had a road trip in the early 80s that included coming to Pitt when they were at their apex. He came here and played Ohio State in the early 80s um, and built a dynasty uh, of which, and I'm not, for the kids out there, I know it's hard to believe, but they were 14 straight years ranked in the top three or four, I want to say three or four in the country. They finished the final poll for 14 straight years, ranked in the top three or four in the country from 88 to 2001. That No one will do that again. No one will, frankly, come close to doing that again. Um, and so to hear the news of a, a 91-year-old Coach Bowden, and what what I thought was wonderful was his statement. He said, I always tried to serve God's purpose for my life on and off the field. I'm prepared for what is to come. My wife, Ann, and our family have have been life's greatest blessings. I am at peace. Yeah, that's he is a man of faith. He, he is a man who um, recruited that way, and he walked the walk just as much as he talked the talk. And just in terms of the dignity and the way that he carried himself, the kindness that he had, I've never been around someone who had more. Um, and and this is uh, this is not a surprise the way he's handling it because of his belief and his faith. Um, so obviously a, a personal connection for me, uh, but an absolute titan in college football uh, was Bobby Bowden because he built a dynasty where one previously didn't exist. And there are not a lot of examples of that in college football in the last 50 years. Usually it's traditional places Mm -hmm. that remain good. Uh, Florida State does not have our history. They don't. He is their history. He's their history. He's their Woody, Tress, Urban wrapped into one guy. And go look at what 
that stadium looks like now. Go look at what that stadium looked like in the '80s. Hard to wrap your head around it. It is. Yeah. Um, and and he is. Uh, he he should be celebrated and championed as as one of the really great human beings to touch this sport. Um, we will hit uh, a lot to get to, obviously, today. Big Ten Media Days are here. Uh, this Texas-Oklahoma thing is real, and, and I think there are, the consequences go beyond even Texas A&M feeling sorry for themselves. I think it affects us in a very big way, and I think we ought to be on the offensive. We'll get to all of that. Good to have threes back. He is live in Indy, and we are live on a Thursday. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Season ticket holder from day one, us two. Now and forever, your flagship home of the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Bo is well-groomed. James brings the boom. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. You good? Am I good? Yeah. You're good. I want to talk to you about Jermaine Toyota real quick there, Bo, before you jump in on me. All right? Sorry. Sorry. Because they they have over 200 pre-owned cars on site. All right? And they have a great inventory of certified pre-owned cars, and they can find the right vehicle for you and for your lifestyle. Jermaine Toyota's Buy Center is paying overbook value right now for your trade-in, even if you don't buy for them. So DeLacy and his staff can't wait to see you this month over at 5711 Scarborough Boulevard or on the line, JermaineToyota.net. Yeah, good job out of you. Um, you. So you're in Indy. You're there for Big Ten Media Days. I am. Um, obviously, Kevin Warren speaks in a little less than an hour. Uh, will be his his presser, and we'll get into you know his leadership and and what is going to be required here in a second. But beyond that, beyond Ke- the Kevin Warren side of this thing, uh, I said this yesterday at the end of the show. I think the thing that I'm most excited not excited, but I'm most intrigued by out of Indy in the next couple of days. Is going to be Jim Harbaugh. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Talks uh, today, baby. Uh huh. He's at the end of the day today. And he hasn't had a whole lot of availability over the last year uh, with COVID and everything else. Um, he has taken, since then, since from a year ago at this time, he has taken a pay cut. He has, uh, there's no buyout. There are some around the Michigan program that feel like, you know, maybe this is it. And mm-hmm. it's, this is a, a, a one year contract. Um, you look. Biddle was confident that they won't win seven, won't win eight games. I think the over under seven and a half. When you look at their schedule, it's hard to imagine it. Um, and so he, I think Warren actually today. I said this yesterday. I think Warren will do a more than capable job of filibustering slash answering questions without really answering questions. If that makes yeah. sense, a little Jim Tressel. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. I think he will do that quite well. But I think Harbaugh is a wild card. I think mm-hmm. direct questions from him could elicit any sort of answer. Mm. He is. Um, I think wild card is just a great way to put Harbaugh in general, because yeah. I still don't know if like Michigan is his true end all be all. Like I don't know if he's just thinking like, gosh, I got to win a few more games to be able to get back to the league. Um, sure. Because it sure seems like he's tried to use that leverage against the the university for this deal. Um, and they should have said, fine, go. <laughs> See what was there and just kind of yeah. Matt Campbell. But um, there's a few interesting ones. Obviously, Harbaugh is a big one. Scott Frost is a big one for me. Has it, Will his tone change at all with the new athletic director? Um, or is he still going to be saying some stuff about my guys, all of this? Um, 
it really is going to be a fascinating, I think, day today. All the talk about Texas, Oklahoma will will overshadow this. Um, yeah, it, it's Harbaugh. Even when you talk to him doing a game, you can ask him a simple question about a guy, and it just it derails. You know, yeah, it, trying to keep him on the tracks to to answer you, so it can go any which way. Um, any which way. I mean, you could ask him about anything. Ask him about his team's vaccination status next. Who knows what will come out of his mouth? Oh yeah. You know, um, it's very. It's going to be very interesting. And they're a program. You're right, Bo. It, it can go. Honestly, this can go any which way with them. I, I'm not as pessimistic on them as bids. Yeah. Um. But I, I do think that they struggle this year, and compared to their standards, which aren't as high as ours, but still, I think eight games. Like, there's a reason why that over under seven and a half. I mean, eight games, eight yeah. wins. Whew. I mean, I saw them last year. Here's the thing: I saw them with my own eyes last year against Rutgers, and they didn't have a long list of COVID outs that week. And what I saw was a lack of talent and direction at quarterback an inconsistency of who they even want to play tailback I mean they have they are giving it was like ADD at tailback right they're giving every little guy like a few carries and then next thing you know Evans who hadn't played football in a year comes back and now he's their all around back and Zach Charbonnet who they're so high on doesn't get any touches that game and then now they're yep. high on this Blake Corum kid and it was like who's your guy who do you want? Who's the guy? Like, who's the Can identity you, identify you want? your own players. And here's the thing. They don't You're know who to identify as and what style quarterback they want. And they don't have an identity on what style running back they want. Hopefully, yeah. Mike Hart helps that. And so you, what you have is you have a bunch of talented players. They have talented players. But they don't have a system that matches those talented You know, So instead of recruiting players that are talented for a specific identity, which is what we do, they take a bunch of talented players and they're out of position, it almost feels like. You know, yeah. it'd be like having a scat back, like a, a jitterbug saying, you know, we're just going to run power with this guy. He's not a power back. And then putting Jonathan Taylor out there and having him do all the running angle routes nonstop. You're like, wait, that's not what he's good at. You right. know, like, that's what you, like watching them, you're like, you feel like they're just inserting uh, as high a star players as they can into certain roles and not doing what's specifically great for that player. And that's why it's head scratching. That's why you don't see production out of Donovan's people Jones, you know. And that's why you yeah. don't see production out of Zach Charbonnet. You're like, why don't you find out? You know what? This is our guy at tailback. He runs this scheme really well. Let's implement it. Or if you have a scheme that you're married to, you know what? Let's not re- recruit a power gap running back to run outside stretch zone. How about that? Let's fit right. something that, that marries together. Um, yeah. And it's, it's so as simple I, as I, I think it could go any number of ways today yeah, for him, and, and and I'm I'm fascinated to see the tone of that. Especially, I have it on Big Ten Network guys. right now. You know, waiting for for everything to start, and they're doing an Ohio State classic to last year's Big Ten title game. Yeah, and I think we forget. I mean, this thing is in the third quarter, twelve minutes left, and Northwestern's up ten six in the red zone against the Bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. You just yep. forget, like you'd assume that yeah. we, I no, think because you of the way we blew out Clemson, you forget Correct. where this game was at. But yeah, at this point, well, that's why Dabo had us eleven or whatever. Remember? Yeah, I mean that's why he ranked us eleven. So I think Ramsey throws I, I, a pick here, but I think the other two uh, really big storylines for me in Big Ten Media Days are the tenor of PJ at Minnesota, Philip, 
That's his real yep. name. Eric, is it my, really? One of my buddies back home called him Philip. He says I refuse to call him funny. PJ. And so I said, That's now I have to call him Philip. I have to. That's pretty good. Right and, until until the golfers become there it is it's Hilliard's pick um, until until uh, until they become an Olympic rowing team up there in Minnesota yeah he's Phillip. so I think that one's interesting and then I think Scott Frost is interesting uh, I think and um, uh, Rittenberg wrote a, a piece uh, for ESPN about Nebraska and what's happened they've been in the league ten years and kind of what's happened there over the last decade it's a fascinating piece and I, I think the tone of those two coaches. Is going to be an interesting one. Over They're the next fascinating days. with Texas and Oklahoma news too. Like they've been wanting to get Correct. back in the Big Twelve. Not now. No, um, and and that's where we're going to go next because there's a lot to unwrap, and it is what is up. It is Texas and Oklahoma saying, "Hey, we'd like we'd like to get the heck out of here," and I think we got a new home that we'd really like, and I think it's almost too good of an offer to say no to. I think the SEC will bully A&M and everybody else to make damn sure it happens, and frankly, they should. We get to it coming up next. Bishop and Laurenite is right here on The Fan. All Buckeyes. All Buckeyes. All the time. The Buckeye Show. Weeknights at 6. Your flagship home for Ohio State Athletics. The Fan. Ohio's sports destination. Hot. It's Bishop and Laurenitis' is What's Up. What's up, man? So Sponsored by your Central Ohio Honda dealers. All right, here's what's up on a Thursday, and this is an attention getter. This is two programs. I mean, Oklahoma is a Mount Rushmore program in the history of college football. It's one of the four most important programs. You can't write the history of college football without Oklahoma. I mean, they're on it. I mean, that's it. And I think Texas is the best job in the country. I have no idea why they've underachieved all these years, but they have everything that you'd want um, in in terms of uh, proximity to talent and so forth and their brand and all of that. And they both want out. And this was reported yesterday first by the Houston Chronicle. Um, it has since been corroborated by others. There is a no denial from Texas or Oklahoma or Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC. There are statements from the Texas A&M athletic director on this saying, we will protect Texas. A- I bet you're going to try. I <laughs> yeah. bet you're going to try. I don't know if it'll work. Uh, I have seen varying reports in terms of what is required from the SEC. I saw one report, I want to say, from um, Tony Barnhart that said a simple majority would get Texas and, and Oklahoma in. I saw another one saying that it had to be a certain percentage of the total overall votes that has to be in. I would say I wouldn't worry about either of those because yeah. it's better for the SEC if these two schools are in it, period. And it would, if done, if this is done, and Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC, it would put the SEC in a position of power the likes of which you've never seen. In college oh, gosh, football. yeah. It would. Oh, yeah. And it would affect us tremendously because what they would sell is – if you want to play in the major leagues, you come here. That's it. Every game is like a pro game in the SEC. That's what they will sell. Adding these two programs would do that. It would include, It would expand their footprint to places. They would own Texas. It would be yep. harder for us to get the Quinn Ewers of the world, much harder. Um, they would. It would open up other parts of the South to Texas and Oklahoma. Um, quite frankly, it would be as big of a power shift in college football for a league that's already has a lot of the power and most of the great teams, it would only be it would be astronomically added to that, if that makes sense, if mm. they pull this off. There are so many ripple effects to this. Um, the dominoes, right? Yeah. That that will fall due to this. So obviously there's the football aspect of it. It's the power of the SEC that will, will have control over obviously Texas. The, how about the TV networks? 
How about the other conferences trying to keep up? So the reason why Fox goes big on college football is they think, you know what, we got Texas, we got Ohio State, and that we got Big Twelve, we got, we got Big Ten, we got Oklahoma. Yep. So I know they have their Longhorn Network and all of that, but Fox is always going to try to get Ohio State, Michigan, and the Red River Shootout. That's what they're trying yep. to get, and. You take that out, and now that goes to the ESPN SEC package. Whew. What's that do to Fox with their? I mean, Fox sold all their movies. They went. They wanted to go all in on sports, so they're going NFL, Major League Baseball, and they're trying to get you know college football at least a, foot, a foothold in, in there. Um, the conferences. I mean, what this is going to make the ACC or the Big Ten, and then the obvious one is us, the Big Ten, because when you think about power, I think about SEC then Big Ten. Agree. Um, we saw that last year with the way they yeah. handled the season. Yes, and then it was Big Twelve or ACC, whoever you want. But Pac twelve is so just out there. Yep. So how do you, as the Big Ten, and this is what Kevin Warren is going to get paid, and this can make you excited or it can make you extremely nervous based on the one year that Kevin Warren had last year. How does Kevin Warren and the powers that be? How do you combat this to try to stay in lockstep with the power grab of college football? Who do you need to go after then to try to say, hey, hold on a second. You say be bold. Who's bold? Who are those schools that you need to pursue to say come join here so that you can then say to the other recruits, hey, there's there's two big leagues here. It's not just the SEC. We're still up here as well. Who do you Who do you need to go get? Well, I mean, quite frankly, my plan, what I would do is I would be on the phone right now to Texas and Oklahoma and say, come here. Yeah. Come here. I would get to 20 as quick as possible. I would ask Texas and Oklahoma who else they want around them, who else they want from the ACC. And I would get on, I would get on the phone yesterday and say, if there are any, what do we need to do to get you here? Like Texas A&M don't want you. What do we got to do? I'd what call kind them. of power do you want? I would get on it now. I would get on the phone with USC now. I would get on the phone with Oregon now. I would get on the phone with Notre Dame now. Florida State, all of them. Like everybody who matters in college sports, get on the phone now. Yeah. You need to think big here, yeah. really big. Yeah. And you got it. You you cannot be reactionary. I'm telling you right now, folks. And you don't need me to say it. You already know it. Even if you won't admit it, if Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC, they could very easily. Play an entire a conference only schedule, in which the champion of that conference might as well be the national champion. Yeah. Can you imagine? You add those two teams to that yeah. league, and all of a sudden you take the SEC East and you put Alabama and Auburn in the SEC East, and you put these two in the West with LSU and Texas A and M. I mean, mm. they will control everything, everything, and we'll mm. be playing Big Noon for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And that's a dangerous spot. And I don't – you start talking about the sales pitch to recruits in the South yep. on playing in that league. Yep. Good luck. It Good is – um, your hope is you got to call Oklahoma and Texas, and then you have to call Oklahoma State. You have to call the – because I saw something coming out that was like – there was an article basically saying Oklahoma legislation can't stop Oklahoma – um, to yep. keep Oklahoma State and Oklahoma together. Right. And I'm like, well, call Oklahoma, call Oklahoma State. Who else do you need? 
Like, let's make everybody. Let's put pressure. Come on. Let's go. Yes. Who else do you want? Yep. And, and encourage teams to come. Um, Get to 20 if that's what it takes. Do a north 20. and a south division. Get to 22 if that's what it takes. Yeah. But you cannot sit around and allow this power grab. Yeah. You can't. You cannot do it. There is the amount of power the SEC would have. We would never see anything like it in college sports. We haven't. And you, you're Ohio State. Like you can't, you can't sit here on the outside looking in and hope that playing Rutgers in Maryland is going to make a damn bit of difference. And even grabbing USC and Oregon and some of the Pac-12 schools really makes you think of like, what does this change the landscape? Does it even because the power, the power that yeah. Texas has? Texas is the best job in college football. Oklahoma, you're you're grabbing Oklahoma, which has been a perennial college football playoff. At least the team These that are flirts with monster it. brands. Jeez. So you have you would have to get USC, and hope that USC would. At least at least USC wins the. I mean, does Oregon even swing it? I know Oregon's good, no. but as far as I mean, that no. doesn't. No, but you need to be bold here. You do, and and the clock is ticking because now that this is out, my hunch is that this goes really quickly. And for the notion that this is going to somehow be roadblocked, I got news for you. No, money speaks, no, and there's a lot of money at stake here. Lots more to get to on this. Bishop and Laurinaitis, right here on the fan. Proud to be your flagship home for Ohio State Athletics. The Jackets, Crew Soccer, and Bobby Carpenter's Uncomfortably Vascular Arms. The fan, Ohio sports destination. A show that knows its limitations. He'll learn to control that. You're listening to Bishop and Laurenitis. And brought to you by our great friends at Window Nation. If you're in need of search and replace windows, check them out at windownation.com. 866-90-NATION today. They will take care of you the way that they take care of us. Um, this will happen. This will happen. Because it's too good of an offer to refuse. And because money dictates. And the amount of money on Texas A&M and Oklahoma joining the SEC would... The type of things that they would be able to do from a scheduling standpoint mm-hmm. are never-ending. And they would they would realistically, folks, be able to play an entire season without playing anybody other than themselves and right. change the way that, frankly, we view college football yep. in terms of, well, you got to be 12-0. and 0. Well, no, not necessarily. No. You can go 8-4. You can go 8-4 playing a full SEC schedule, and they can keep all the money. All of it. So, with the 12-team playoff, and I'm not sure we even get to 12, I... I've been starting to wonder, Bo, okay. if the 12 team was just like, let's see what the reaction to this is. Let's do a bunch of feedback from players. General consensus would be like, 12 is way too many games for college kids. Okay, we'll settle on eight. And that's what we wanted all together all along. Um, yeah. I, I think eight might be more realistic. Um, you can still do the fir- you know the top four are, are at home. Um, I don't know. Twelve seemed a little extreme. Although, whatever. I as long as the first round is at the home sites, so I get to see yeah. someone come out to Columbus. I'm all for it. I don't care how many teams. Um, that's basically the one thing that I want. But anyway, I say all that to to wonder if all those teams are down there. I mean, how many in the SEC would? You feel like you feel like it really is. I mean, already right now it's the SEC, then the Big Ten, 
then a drop down to the Big 12, then the ACC. Um, but man, how, I mean, we're not the only conference thinking this. The only conference that really I think has the power to try to wield its its name to to try to match the SEC is us. The AC, no one's going to run to the ACC. The Big 12 would be non-existent without Texas and Oklahoma. Um, and no one's jumping, trying to jump into the Pac-12 with their leadership and TV structures and all that stuff, yeah. right? So it really, like, we're the next conference that has to make a move. So when you say be, be bold, you have to try to stop this and grab them for yourselves. Um, yes. And if they're already too far along, which it sounds like, if they're already in talks with the SEC. If they're here... It's probably too late. Yes. We're probably already too late. We should have been the... It, you'd feel a lot better about yourselves if it was Texas and Oklahoma looking to join the Big Ten. Um, Buddy, I talked about this with AR in like 2012. Oh, yeah. 2013. It's been go talked about behind the scenes Texas. amongst ADs go and the Big Ten. Oklahoma. Yes. Throw Nebraska a bone. Return them to a place where they can. They recruit. wanted to get Texas Open when they expanded Texas. Open to Rutgers and Maryland. Southwest. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! Mm-hmm. I mean, like this has been talked about for a decade. Yep. And and if if this was allowed to happen, I mean, this is from a power structure standpoint. It rewrites college sports. It rewrites college football. What would the SEC, the SEC television rights deal, would? I don't even know how you'd... I, I can't even imagine the number on that. I know. I can't I even imagine the number. Now, all of a sudden, LSU, in addition to playing their normal schedule, is also going to play Texas and Oklahoma every year? <sighs> the value of that, you, yeah. it's hard to even put your mind on. And the other yeah. thing about it, and and I've seen... Uh, I saw a, a tweet from, from Gary, uh, which it's a, it's fair. He says... If Michigan can get their act together in Nebraska, maybe Penn State a little bit, I think we can even up with the SEC. Maybe we can drag Notre Dame in, Clemson, and Florida State. But here's the problem, Gary. Michigan, Nebraska, and Penn State are do not right. and will not and cannot ever have the potential of Oklahoma, Texas, right. LSU, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, Florida. They, none right. of it. Right. They, they don't have the recruiting base. And if those schools go to the SEC, their bases get even bigger. Yeah. And they will essentially, the SEC will essentially put a rope around the southeastern part of the United States. With us, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Florida State trying to pick up scraps. Yeah. And I would that, call Clemson. And I would call Florida State. I'd call I Florida would, State. I'd call Clemson. I would call those schools. I'd, I'd call, call Miami. Miami. I, would try to, yep. I would try to capture, as the SEC tries to capture the state of Texas, I would try to invade Florida. And grab the other options in Florida. Try to get the kids who say, "Oh, I wanted to play in the SEC, but Florida didn't offer me. Now it's not. I'm going to the ACC and stay. No, I'm going to go to the Big Ten and stay at Florida State. Stay at Miami. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I try to go with that route. The only thing that scares me with that, Bo, and even grabbing Notre Dame and Clemson. Like if you go that route, and you want to stay more East Coast. It really just feels like you're the the conference of museums. With Michigan, no, with no Penn question. State, with Nebraska, with Florida State, with Miami, it's, it's the conference of what was. Yeah. Um, hell, you can get North Carolina in there. Sure, I'll take them just for hoops. Let's go. Right. Football's a little better. I mean, there's a lot of areas you can go, but even saying that, you're still leaning on the what-ifs of can Michigan come back? 
Can Penn State come back? Can Nebraska ever come back? Can Miami right. come back? Can Florida State come back? A lot That's of questions. six different schools that you're hopeful can come back that haven't shown anything since the since the two thousand like the early two thousands in some respects. Yeah. So you're and look, I understand people screaming at the radio. Well, Texas hasn't been back since '09. I get it. I'm with you. But Texas is still the best job in America. They have unlimited resources. And you put them now in the SEC to where a kid in Texas and say, "Well, I, if I got to play in the SEC, I got to play at A and M, or I got to go over to one of those schools. Well, I can go to Texas. Hmm. Yeah, I can, you know, I can go to Oklahoma. It's, yep. it's all it does, though. I, I will appreciate this. There's two things that I'm appreciative of for for the SEC. One is they kicked everybody in the rear end to get going last year and to give these kids yeah. a season. And two is they're pushing the envelope with this. They're saying yeah, they're thinking big. This is coming." We know it's coming, and there's two schools that are interested. Here it is. Boom. We're going forward with this. And so now it's going to force us to stop playing the what-if game and actually get a plan together. It is. And this leads very nicely into question number nine of our 20 big questions. And that is, how strong is the leadership in the Big Ten, and is it capable of handling what's coming its way? With this, with name, image, and likeness, with new television contracts, with COVID having to deal with that again this fall. Kevin Warren talks in 15 minutes. It's a big one. We'll get into it coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Simultaneously passing the eye test, the smell test, and the ear test. Huge win. It's a big win. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. So Tony Barnard has been covering uh, college football, and especially the SEC, for a very long time. Um, and, and he tweeted this out about an hour. He goes, this much we know, Texas and Oklahoma are leaving the Big 12. The question is, where will they go? If Texas and OU join the SEC, the conference will have to completely rethink its football scheduling model. More on that in a second. If a vote is ever taken on admitting Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC, it will be 14-0 publicly, at least, uh, is what he has to say. It will take, because there was some conflicting about this, it will take 11 yes votes in order to expand the league, it will take 11 of those votes. Um, and and obviously it seems as if Texas A&M would, I mean, they publicly said that they're opposed. Uh, but I'm sure that they could be convinced uh, pretty easily. To further complicate this, by no, the way. No, 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 no. Here's what the money will look like. Yes, yes, we're right. in. We're in. <laughs> right. I think That's how changed. it works, right? I mean. Yes. So you're over in Indy, and Kevin mm-hmm. Warren's going to talk in 11 minutes, and this is the backdrop of this. In the meantime, this morning on the SEC Network, Chop shared this with me, and Ross Dellinger uh, put it out there. This morning on the SEC Network, SEC This Morning, which must be the morning show on that on that station, has a proposal for what it could look like. You want to talk about insider trading, four four-team pods. So in pod A, it would be Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, and South Carolina. Pod B would be Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt. Pod C would be LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M. My goodness. Pod D would be Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Texas. You would play the other three teams in your pod every season. You play two games against each of the other pods and host every team at least once every four seasons. And scene. We're done. There it is. Probably a little inside information at the mm. SEC Network. Mm. Mm. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So I mean, it's there. It is there. It is. Um, it is a this thing. I think you're spot on. By the way, about this thing is going to be an absolute bullet train 
<laughs> of information yeah. now that this got leaked. And I, I'm just fascinated. Who leaked it? Like, the Houston Chronicle got it, right? So was this someone at the universities that wanted the information out? Was it the SEC? Was it someone else? Um, this could always just in- be... This could be just an old reporter story. Yeah. Because when you're doing something this big, mm-hmm. when you're trying to do something this big, this is essentially a a power coup in college sports. Yeah. Correct? Yep. I mean, that's what this is. This is yep. a coup in sports of, 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 of getting all the power in one place, the majority of the power in one place, the likes of which we haven't seen in a very long time. So that, that's what's going on here. Um, and it takes a lot of people to do this. So this could just be something where... Hey, did yeah. you hear? Yep. Hey, did you hear? I mean, you're talking about Texas, Oklahoma, and the SEC all having to know about this. Yeah. Because it didn't seem like Greg Sankey was surprised by it yesterday when he was asked. Yeah. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. This is, um, if, if, heck, if I'm Texas, more along those lines, if I'm Texas or Oklahoma, I would absolutely want to leak this. Because you know what it could do? Set up a bidding war. Hey, which one, who wants us more? We're leaving the conference. SEC, Big okay. Ten. Come on. So this gets to question number nine, and Kevin Warren's going to talk in about 10 minutes in Indy, and we'll monitor mm-hmm. it for you. And there's going to be a lot here, and this will be a lot of it. Is there a way for the Big Ten to throw themselves into this? And it, is there any scenario? What would your sales pitch be to Texas and Oklahoma if you were Kevin Warren and certainly Gene Smith? You'd want him in these meetings. Who would you – what's the pitch? Gosh. Do you have a pitch better than – I mean, it's <laughs> – Well, here's the pitch I would say. We are we – have, we have maximized – our footprint financially even better than the SEC. The SEC had a bad television deal for a long time with CBS. So I would say, look, Texas and Oklahoma do not need to come north to recruit. I just say, hey, we got Chicago and New York. Big stage, Big Ten. What else do you want? (laughs) You can play in New York City. We're as big in LA as we are in New York City. I mean, we go from, I mean, guys, we go from Nebraska over to, over to New York City. Guess what? We can go from Texas. We can capitalize on Houston. Yeah, so sure. we'd have the the oh, biggest yeah. city, the third biggest, and the fourth biggest city in our country because we would get Houston because it's the state of Texas. All oh, in our sure. footprint. Come yeah. on. You'd have to change the commercial I would, you know, that flies from Nebraska right. all the way. I to, do like that commercial. It's a great commercial. I think you, you got to do this. you got to say, listen, um, we are good at business. Convince the We're president. Good at business. We, we, business can, we can make a lot of money. And at sports. It's from a from an academic standpoint, and people, you laugh at me, but I'm telling you, like the academic side of this, the money there is real. Yes, these research is money. Or, there's an yes. organiz- yeah, yes. big big money. So that's that's the next thing that I would pitch. The next thing I would pitch is, you see how Ohio State has it in this league. Why can't you be that? Instead of having to play Alabama and LSU and Texas A&M and Ole Miss and Mississippi State, wouldn't you rather play little Minnesota, little Purdue, yeah, yeah. little Iowa? The money maybe will be work the same. those in, still yeah. make the same money. You still make, make the more because you'll probably get in the playoff easier by being right. Our- and you'll be you'll be part of. We would then split this division north and south. Is what you'd have to do. You'd have to go north mm-hmm. and south, and you would have to or east. I guess you could still do east and west. 
um, but you have to move some teams over. Um, and I would say, is there anybody else you want? Who do you want with you? Who do you want? Is there anybody else you want? You want us to get Florida State? Would that help? Would Clemson help? Would North Carolina help? Do you want us to go west? Mm. Do we need to think that big? Do we need to think about USC? What do we need to do? But I, I would have been on the phone yesterday with Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. I would yeah. have. Um, not hanging I would, up. I, it's not hanging up. No. no. What do you need? If they need special dispensation, give them special dispensation. If they want to be treated, fine. If, don't make them wait for their money like you made Nebraska wait for their money. Give them their money right away. Yep. Give yep. them their money. Matter of fact, make Rutgers wait longer. I know they're supposed to get their money like this year. Say, sorry, Rutgers, you have to wait another five years. It's going to Texas and Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, man. So then the question is, who in a league that a year ago, and, and, and again, Kevin Warren did what I thought was a fireable job last year. I thought his, I thought the way he handled that was fireable. The things he said about the Ohio State uh, parents, that group, um, the way he handled it, the way he hid, uh, the way he failed to lead. I think it's all fireable. Okay, I do. But I also am aware that he was representing his constituency, which are the presidents yep. of this conference. And that's what they wanted by a majority. Now, we didn't want it. I don't think Penn State wanted it. I know Iowa didn't want it. I damn sure know Nebraska didn't want it. But the majority did. Yeah. They wanted what he proposed to stop football and to do all these things and not play sport and all of that. That's what they wanted. Yeah. Okay. And he followed their leadership. This calls for where we are now when you factor in. I mean, certainly you've seen the stories about the Delta variant continuing to spread. Um, there's been all sorts of talk around the country. Uh, what's going on in Tokyo? I mean, this feels like the Olympic Games are hanging by a thread. So all of those, you're going to have to deal with COVID again. I think people thought, oh, it's oh, no, you're not. It's not over. Uh, you've seen the comments even from the governor of Florida in the last 24 hours. So it's it's not over. Um, you're going to have to deal with it again this fall. You're going to have to deal with name, image, and likeness in the in a wild west. You're going to have to deal with a free transfer, which is now happening, and you have to deal with with that as the backdrop. Conference expansion, yep, to maximize your footprint because if you stay where you are. As a Big Ten, you will be. You want? We talk about museum programs a lot. We're going to be a museum conference. Yep. Ohio State alone cannot lift this thing up. Yep. We need. I don't know if he's got it in him. I, you know, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I. The reason why we say that what he did last year was fireable. You can debate about whether postponing the season, trying to make it a spring. You can debate all those things. That's okay. For me, it was the lack of leadership. If you make a decision, you need to be out front. You need to speak. You need to talk to the people that you are leading and the fan bases that you are leading. You can't go hide and disappear especially knowing that everyone knows that your son was playing football down in the SEC, you know? So you need to be able to be out in front. I made these decisions for my constituents, right? And now I'm out in front and I'm updating consistently in a very turbulent time, in an unknown time. That's not even getting to the point of what he said about the Ohio State parents. It's not getting to the point about what he said, about I didn't know that the fan base was this passionate. I didn't. Okay. Why'd you take the job? There, there's a lot you could get into, right? Just the whole idea of 
way too early, you postponed the whole thing before you even needed to. There was no deadline to postpone everything, and you did. There's numerous layers to it. But if you're going to make a decision as a leader, you have to, communication is so important in leadership. Knowing everyone else under you, what is expected, communicating it clearly, he failed at it. He failed yeah. at it over and over. He didn't talk to anybody. He put right. this whole little thing about so he hid. He hid. He put. He postponed the season with all this stuff, and he made he made all these concrete statements that didn't have anything to do. Like, remember how he said we're not going to revisit the decision, and then you revisit it. It just so out the gate, you you show like you're you're basically overwhelmed by everything. So that's why I don't have any confidence that he's not going to be overwhelmed by what teams and how many and being innovative for the future. Say what you want about Jim Delaney. He didn't hit every home run, but Jim Delaney right. had an idea of starting a network before it was a thing. Like let's yeah. get the, let's keep let's keep this in perspective. When the Correct. Big 10 network first came out, I remember saying to myself, that we were playing, I don't even know who we were playing in 07, I think it was. It um, was my first year in Columbus, yeah. It was 07. 07. Yep, and and I know because the first game on the network was Michigan and Appalachian State. Um, yep. So, but I remember saying like, "Oh, our game's on Big Ten Network," and almost treating it as if it was on like a local regional sports network, right? Like, oh, that, that stinks. That's not on ESPN or you know the big ABC. Dang, that stinks. Or ESPN two. You felt like you were playing on a, a local regional network, right? It wasn't going to be seen. That's how I thought of the network at first as a player. He had a vision of what this would bring content-wise to our conference before it was ever a thing. Not the SEC, not the Big 12, not all this. All right? So he comes up with this whole idea. And then he comes up with the expansion to Nebraska and, and Maryland Rutgers. Say what you want, laugh at him, all that. But he has at least been innovative in that sense. You have to be as a leader. You can't be just reactionary to everything. So already he has to be reactionary to this. But he doesn't have to stay reactionary. He can, instead of just saying just it's just Texas and Oklahoma, he can expand it and say, hey, it's not just those two. We're also going to grab X, Y, Z. We're going to go 20 teams. Here we are. Um, and expand it by six. But does he have it in him to be that forward-thinking and to be that? It's, you have to be bold. There's risk yeah, to do. it. You have to be bold, you and you have to make you take risk. You don't think the Big Ten Network was a huge risk? So... Remember all the fights with cable companies about who was going to be oh, able yeah. to even get it and not, and you had to pay for it at first by itself, and then it was fine. It was all these little things. Um, it still gets fought over, right? Um, yep. Just a year ago, the whole thing about like New York not carrying the Big Ten Network, like, well, why did we even grab Rutgers? And then finally it opened up, and then there's it's always ever-changing, and it will continue to change as streaming becomes more and more of a deal. And Is he going to be able to handle it all? Is is the question, and I don't, I don't know. I don't either, and it's a landscape that has changed in twenty four hours. So who knows what's going to happen a week from now? Um, he is set to address the media here in a couple of minutes. Uh, the question of is, do you have the right leadership in place? It goes beyond Kevin Warren. It goes to university presidents. Is this league ready to wake up and understand where we are in college sports? It's a it's a billion, multi-billion dollar question of which I'm not sure what the answer is, but we'll try to find it coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Winners of the prestigious Platinum Microphone Award every year. Given to the best radio station in the world. 
no need to look it up. It's real. The Fan. As Big in Montana and also Minnesota and everywhere else, too. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. I mean, this is just remarkable how chesty the SEC is on this Texas-Oklahoma news. Yeah. Greg Sankey, by the way, we're waiting on Kevin Warren. There, he has not spoke. He's not at the podium yet, right? From what I can yeah, tell. Yeah, he just got up there. Uh, he's out oh, there. just get up there? Yeah. Okay, so he I'm wasn't there right at the close team, though, I know thing. I'm talking to you, listening okay. to you, reading right. well, you, on the bottom, just thanking everybody for coming into Indy, thanking the Ursays. Yeah. Um, why is that a Why is that a high school? Very fine communications department. I feel like you can do both. Um, <laughs> this is from uh, from Brett McMurphy from the SEC as we gather some of Warren's comments. Um, Greg Sankey opened up today's session by saying, "I hope you all had a peaceful afternoon and a restful evening." Mm. <laughs> so chesty. Mm. Eli Drinkowitz, the coach at Missouri, saying. Um, this was uh, the big question from yesterday is horns down going to be a 15 yard penalty in the SEC. I asked Commissioner Sankey and he said no comment. More from Drinkwitz <laughs> on the reports of Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. I've been trying to tell people everyone wants to play in the SEC. It's <laughs> pretty chesty, coach. It is pretty funny. Um, I saw Albert Breer's tweet on this and it's pretty spot on. Nothing says college football. Like Texas and Oklahoma fighting over horns down being a penalty, but then conspiring together to leave the conference. Right. Go to the SEC. Yeah. This is a pretty astute uh, uh, a tweet from, from Scott Hayes, who's uh, a realtor down in Austin and, and dialed into the way Texas thinks um, and a big Buckeye fan. Uh, he tweeted me this, and I think it's, it's pretty, it could very well be spot on. It will be interesting to see if Texas and Oklahoma move was a trial balloon to get the auction started or if they go straight to the SEC. He writes, never underestimate Texas's ability to make a chess move instead of the obvious. Trial balloon? Mm. And if it is, do we have the people to go say, hey, are you sure? Mm. The question is, what else would... Because I don't think you could have, as powerful as Texas and Oklahoma is, I think you would need to add more of those Big 12 teams. Yeah. So you'd have to see which ones that they would want. Would Texas and Oklahoma, would they care about Oklahoma State? It doesn't seem like it. Would they care about Baylor or Texas A&M or Texas Tech or Oklahoma State? Do they care about any of those? Yeah. Do they care about Kansas? Do they care about any of that? Like, right. You know, what, what's their give-a-damn level on the rest of those? You know, and from this, it seems like there is none. Right. Yeah, there's, man, there's a whole lot there as far as, so if you had to add six teams, Texas, Oklahoma, I mean, do you really care who else? I mean, you want to get four more, but you got to get to twenty. Yeah, you got to get four more. And so you have to ask what Nebraska, Texas. Hey, who, who else? Oklahoma State. If I'll make Oklahoma, I don't know that Oklahoma happy. cares. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that has to look like. Um, but Kevin Warren's going to be the man who's going to be in charge of this. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the one who's going to be leading this conference through this time. And you can't sit here as a Big Ten, and you. This is not a time for arrogance. Yeah, it is not. It is well, not right a time to act like you have that, all the answers. Yeah, we have fifty one hundred uh, academic All Americans or academic All Big Ten. I don't care athletes. That's what he's. I don't care. Somehow don't we, care. he started talking about football people enshrined in the NFL Hall of Fame. Don't That's what care. He's still in his introductory yeah. stuff. Yep. 
It's really just want to fast What's forward your plan? and say the first question. It's all great, Kevin. Um, Texas and Oklahoma. What's your plan? I hope that's the you first know in question. a way in a way, pal. This Texas Oklahoma thing will take away from questions that would have been about his handling of a year ago. Did he leak it? <laughs> hey, we're hearing some things. Why don't you put this out there? So I don't Throw have to it ask about there. how I handle. I this. think it is pretty. It is pretty remarkable that their commissioner just starts. You know what? I hope everyone's had a great night. Nothing really to think about here. Oh man, <clears throat> Mizzou would welcome it. I mean, they they were in the. They all uh, would. They all would welcome, welcome it. it. They said yep. that A and M and Missouri would be the the no votes. The only one that I can imagine being the no vote is A and M because A yeah. and M left the Big Twelve to find identity. Yes, um, they wanted to get find Texas. Yes, yes, yes. And, and it and it worked. It worked because they. In joining the SEC in conjunction with Johnny Manziel, they went through the largest fundraising that the school had ever done, and they've transformed their facilities. Um, the SEC has been financially very, very beneficial to Texas A&M. Now, I don't know, they haven't really done anything on the field. They haven't won the West. They haven't really been a contender in the West. They won a Heisman with Johnny, um, and they beat Alabama, but in terms of, you know, Really being a linchpin in that conference, they have not been that, um, and and so. But it, it is all about the money, and right now they get to hog all the money. And in recruiting, right now, if they tell kids in Texas, if you want to play in the best conference in football, this is where you come. And right yeah. now, we can combat that. Right now, we're because we're winning a lot of the Texas battles. We are, but this this would allow Texas and Oklahoma, who both recruited at a very high level, to now sell something that we can't sell. Yeah. And the yeah. Big Ten's answer to this has got to be swift, and it has to be – it can't be arrogant. It can't be the president at Michigan, you know, talking about academics and academic All-Americans. And you, you can't be pious in this moment. Right. This is about football. Yeah. Guess what, those, I, I love the academic All-Americans as well. Um, sure. I was great. an academic All-American one year. It's awesome. Good it's great. It's a good thing. I don't have – guess what? I'm not hanging that in the house. Maybe somebody else would. Um, but guess what? That is not what's making the money for the Big Ten Conference. What's making the money is the football, and so it's you can tout all this. The that stuff does matter, but it it can't just be that's the thing that's touted. The perspective is that the sport of football and the TV contracts. It is what's funding a bunch of stuff at the university. Of course, there's educational aspects to this. We mentioned it. There are grants. There's funding. There's all this stuff. There's a whole bunch of stuff when it comes to GPAs and how money. It's complicated. But the main that you can't be touting that stuff when you need to be getting Texas, Oklahoma (laughs) for their football programs, and the rest as well will come. But I don't want to be hearing about academic. All American. Now is not the time. Academic, all Big Tens. That stuff does matter, but it's not. It's not the time for us. That's you're right. The timing is, isn't right for us to be all haughty about that stuff. That's not. This is not the time. The time now is to try to convince two unbelievable brands to help bolster our conference, which we love and we adore. Which Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, and Nebraska, strong brands have tried to carry, really, Ohio State's been the only one dragging everybody else along, but sure. you're saying that we have historical brands. Adding two more would just bolster up our conference. The, the big question flipped that he needs to be asking himself is if Ohio, if the Big Ten adds those two schools, then where does that put the Big Ten as far as strength versus the SEC? Does it 
make us leap them um, in in overall strength. And so, I mean, that's you're, you're, <laughs> it's a lot on the line here. It really is. We're not trying to just be overreactionary to it. It's a lot in the line of the SEC distancing themselves from everybody else and the Big Ten saying, no, we're here, and actually we're going to jump you with Texas, Oklahoma, and whoever else they add. This is a conference that a year ago uh, was arrogant and thought that others would follow, and nobody did. Pac-12, fine. Everybody else said, no, we're good. We will revisit it, and we'll, we'll, we'll hold out. And I've talked about, listen, it brings me no joy to talk about Greg Sankey in the glowing terms that I do. Understand that. But you also have to be real about what he's accomplished and what he's, if he can pull this off, what he's about to accomplish. Because it's mm-hmm. extraordinary. It really is. And if, if the lead, and, and by the way, if, if the leaders at the top of the Big Ten won't do this, then damn it, Ohio State, you do it. Mm-hmm. You do it. You flex. You prevent this. You're, there aren't many brands that are big enough to try to prevent something like this from happening. Maybe we're one of them. Maybe that's our role in this, is to say, whoa. And then if not, maybe we got to look around and go, are we sure we're surrounded by like-minded institutions? Because the calendar, last calendar year doesn't lead me to believe that we are. And the man shepherding through all of this is at the podium right now. We'll, uh, we'll reflect on some of his early thoughts and, and what it could mean for the future of the league coming up next. Bishman Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. You'd think that during a three-hour radio show, Man and Bone would say something intelligent. You'd be wrong. Common Man and T-Bone. Weekdays from 3 to 6. The Fan. Pushing the limit of how many times you can say the word thing in one show. That's the next thing. That is the next thing. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. Uh, some comments from Kevin Warren, Big Ten Commissioner, speaking now over at Indy where Threes is. Um, Barry Alvarez has joined the Big Ten as a special advisor for football. I like that. I like that. I feel like Barry is uh, going to be like-minded and pretty aggressive when it needs to be um, at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Warren, on the pandemic issues from a year ago, quote, this was not a perfect time for us in the conference, but it was productive. We learned, I know I personally learned many important lessons uh, it continues and says that the Big Ten will announce the hiring of chief medical officer before the beginning of the season. Um, well, so that's just a way to kind of pass the buck, isn't it? Yeah, I mean he he touted that they had a ninety percent success advisor. rate in terms of completing scheduled games during the pandemic. So that's a good stat to throw out there: ninety-two percent success rate. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I look, I, mean, I, I look back on the whole thing with the, as a success as well. The funny thing is, is that I would credit the doctors in our conference for the restart plan and what they have done since. I'm not sure I would yeah. tout it as commissioner. Hope you'd give that credit to the the doctors that they had working. But I think it is it is this is a moment now that has been pushed. You know, you've you've jumped in the DeLorean, you've thrown the banana in Mister Fusion. The flux capacitor is rolling. You're going at warp speed in terms of the future. You've got you're there now. You you, you can't wait. This is, your hand has been forced. This news from Texas and Oklahoma has forced the hand of the Big Ten. And if you want to remain a viable football conference. Football conference, and this this goes to us too because you know we talk about 
you know, the greatest rivalry in all the sports. And James and I are very critical of what's happened at Michigan in the last 20 years and yeah. wishing that it was better. That's a microcosm for what could happen in this league. Yeah. We, can, we are currently favored in every game we're going to play next year by a decent margin. I think, I, I think Oregon's the closest spread and it's, I, it's more than a, more than a score. Yeah. Last time I checked it, it's more yeah. than a score. That will only get bigger and bigger. That will only get bigger and bigger. And you can say, well, look, it hasn't hurt Clemson. It hasn't hurt us previously. No, but the rules are about to change on this. The rules are about to change. And you're about ready to have more teams in the playoff. And we are still a big heavyweight, and we need to act like it. And we need to get some other like-minded institutions in this league now. Mm-hmm. And you can't let them leave and join the SEC. Where we are, make no mistake, us, Nebraska, Penn State, we are SEC schools in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. We want we in, from in terms of the importance of football and what it means. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you've got to find some people who think like you that want to join this league, and you got to do it now. Got to yeah. do it yesterday. I think what's amazing is the filibuster that Kevin Warren has coming right now. I mean, he's uh what's he, he 20? He's been well, on for 30 minutes almost and no questions yet. He's got a lot to say. He didn't get to do this last year. I think people forget that as well. Is that there was no Big 10 media days last year, so he's got a lot to uh to to say and um what it It's what it, listen, honestly, would it shock his, you if he didn't take questions. No questions about. <laughs> Just drop them. Well, I mean, here's what's going to happen. I mean, he so he's got 19 minutes left. Yeah. He wasn't up right away. They had wasn't an associate AD up right away, like for the first five minutes. So he's really been up for about 20, a little over 20 minutes. He's been at the at the podium. I, I've gone over some of the highlights of what he said. He does say that there needs to be uh, federal legislation for name, image, and likeness. You can't wait for that, man. Yep. You can't wait for it. You need to be on the aggressive right now with the other conference commissioners and say we got to have some legislation here on what this needs to look like. So we're all playing by the same rules. You're waiting for Congress. To do this? Unreal. You can't. Right. You can't do it. You got to do it on your own. You got to do it now. You got to do it yesterday. So, should have been done already. So, if the NCAA is giving you no guidance and you provide the guidance, this isn't hard. It's not hard. It takes leadership, but you got to have some, and they haven't. So, that's, that's where they're at there. This is going to take bold vision. Bold. And it, it's the pressure is on. I, I think what will happen here is he's got 18 minutes left. I bet he goes at least another 10. With filibuster slash talking about all this very stuff. Very long on the first question and get like two or three first questions. First one's going to go to Revson. Dave That's will get right. the first question. Who probably so won't ask you'll... about Texas and Oklahoma. No, no. So you're going to get about on, four or five questions. call on Doug Maurice. Doug will. Call on Doug. <laughs> need to get Doug involved. I know he's You know Doug there. will ask the tough questions. Always he's does. Ask it. Yeah. It's a, it, is a lot, it is a big moment for the league right now. And the timing of what happened yesterday could not be worse in that you're being, it's being thrust upon you mm. to, to have to answer for it. Um, and because it's, it's a game changer. It's a little signs, Bo. It's a little signs, man. I don't like that he's waiting for federal legislation amidst the pandemic and political turmoil right. to figure out college athletics. Make a decision as the leader of the Big Ten Conference how your conference is going to go forward with name, image, and likeness. Why don't you be the first conference to put down rules or a structure that can be altered or changed, but you know what? Hey, we're going to go ahead and be the leaders here. Maybe he's afraid to be the leaders. He tried to be the leader with the whole cancellation last year, and it backfired. 
And we got this is an incredible line from Warren where he talks about it. There needs federal legislation, and then he continues. What role should the NCAA play? Question mark. They don't want a role. Kevin didn't hear their comments last week. They're out. Yeah, they're actually right down the street. I can see their yeah, flags. They're not if interested. Want, if you want to flags go, flags are out there, right the, across from where Threes is at the JW. Yeah, you can. They're see right it. there. I can see the flags right now. What should um, it look like going forward? I challenge all of us not to be critical, but to be thoughtful. Too late. <laughs> we need solutions, pal. Okay. Oh man, this is the Michael Scott gif of nobody panic and everyone's running out of Dunder Mifflin. Yeah, that's what this is. Yeah. That's what's going on right now. In Indy. Um, we'll, we'll have some sound from this. For this What's press the other center? one in couples uh, retreat? <laughs> he said not to panic. Right. Sort of not back to back to the boat with the shark. <laughs> That's right. We will, uh, we, will, uh, we will have some sound from Kevin Warren over in Indy coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. Thing or not a thing is up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis is right here on The Fan. If you consider yourself a Buckeye fan, you've come to the right place. This is your heritage sports talker and home of Ohio State Athletics. The Fan. Ohio sports destination. Top shelf conversation from top shelf gentlemen. That's a pretty emphatic situation. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. And Chops is here. Time for a little thing or not a thigh thing. Hit it, Choppa. One, two, one, two, three things with Bishop and Laurinaitis. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. This uh, this is from a couple of weeks ago, but I just saw it yesterday, and the numbers still stand. Bill Connolly looked at the returning production for every college football team. Ohio State was number 125 out of 127, with just 51% returning. Northwestern, 39%, and BYU, 35%. Were the two with less. Toledo leads the country with 97% of their production returning. Thing or not a thing? <laughs> Good job out of you. I've had so much SEC talk, I got Southern accent. Um, listen, uh, yeah, not a thing, because we reload. I'm, I'm surprised by the number, because we're returning a lot of people. Um, but I'm guessing when you, when you talk about returning production, it's every position, percentage of production returning. And obviously, we have some, some major holes to fill. And obviously, you know, Fields and Sermon are a, a huge, huge part of that. So, uh, But I'll say not a thing, because I know our talent, and frankly, I know the league we play in. Yeah, I think it's a uh, the production returning is one of the most skewed stats that has been kind of creeping up in college football and just in general. <laughs> Look, it can mean a lot. Like Jonathan Taylor losing that production, okay, that's one yeah. thing. If your running back comes back and only ran for seven hundred yards, but he was your leading rusher, that's returning production as well in a percentage. So <laughs> you might that, yeah. all that production coming back might stink. You know, I remember like Rutgers had a ton of production coming back a couple years ago. They were touting on their game notes. Didn't help them win a game. <laughs> it's kind of, so, it's it's a it's, it's a it's a tough stat to really dive into because um, I know for a fact when you read up on the athletics preview of Northwestern, they feel like this is their most talented team maybe they've had in the last ten years, but they have no Correct. production. But when they watch what they saw in spring, they're like, oh man, we are extremely talented. So we'll see how that all kind of leads this fall. 49ers receiver Mohamed Sanu on rookie QB Trey Lance. Quote, the thing about Trey is he's a very hardworking kid. He listens, very diligent. He's the type of kid that puts in the extra work. I just love his energy. You can tell the way he comes in the room and has so much charisma. And he just has that it factor. It's cool to see. Thing or not a thing? 
Uh, I would say these comments are not a thing. I would think the overarching issue of the 49ers quarterback is is a relatively large thing. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is still there. I think they fancy themselves as a Super Bowl contender. Mm -hmm. And and you have a kid who they traded up a lot to go get Mm -hmm. who's in the room. And that's going to take a little bit of massaging. So I think that's a big thing. These comments, you know, I think these these are classic comments for early start of camp stuff. Yeah, no, there's, absolutely. And this is what you should expect. It. Like, look, you drafted a kid in the first round that early. He should be super excited and a ball of energy to come in and learn, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. this is this is not a thing to me. This is as expected. But you're absolutely right. What's going to happen? As they get in the fall camp and, and the the reps and all that will be absolutely fascinating. And to be honest, I'm actually juiced. Like I didn't think I missed it. I'm actually excited for preseason football games again, just to see yeah. some of these reps divvied out. I mean, think about it, even Jordan Love hadn't had that right. So like there there right. are guys that um, that got drafted last year that didn't have preseasons and, and actual reps that went through a full season without actually getting anything on film. <laughs> you know, that sure. and, and also, pal, just three games instead of four. So how do yes. they manage that? Yep. Yeah. Ohio State was the near-unanimous preseason favorite in the 2021 Cleveland.com preseason Big Ten yeah. poll. All but one of the 34 members of Who the voting it? panel Name picked names. the Buckeyes, the four-time defending champions, Name to names. win the Big Who Ten East and the championship game. Thing or not a thing. I don't know who the vote was, but there was one for Wisconsin over Ohio State in the Big Ten title game. Okay. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. I mean, if you think, look, be the one, right? Be the <laughs> one, man. If it happens. Be the one. Because guess what I don't remember? I don't remember who voted against Ohio State last year. And I don't remember the year before. I remember, I think, the year before, actually, before Justin got here, there was a whole lot of people voting for Michigan to win the conference. So yeah. I don't remember those people. So these polls are fun. I'm glad Cleveland.com does it because we don't have an official you know, preseason kind of stuff. So thank goodness for people at Cleveland.com getting all this together. But, yeah, I mean, what are we talking about? If, the other we're thing gonna to win remember, the and we're going to win the championship. Yeah, right. The other thing on this is, and there's a there certainly is a segment of this of the fan base who feels this way, and it's fine, it's valid opinion, obviously, but the notion that that this league and to a certain extent the Michigan, what's happened at Michigan, hasn't hurt us yet. Now, it hasn't hurt us yet, but it could. And I have a hard time believing that's going to be good for us to be. 34 votes to one pick to win this league for the next decade and that that's going to serve us well. I think eventually it'll be used against us in recruiting. Absolutely. But Who are you playing against? Real quick. Who are you playing against? This is. Do you want to play in that league against those teams? It dawned on me this offseason more than any before this. If, if Gene Smith hadn't had the foresight to go schedule these games against Oregon Texas coming up and Georgia down the line and Notre Dame. How boring would our schedule be? Oh. Realistically, if we, our most exciting game is a noon kickoff against Oregon this year. Yeah. Other than that, our schedule is double-digit favorite. I mean, it might be double-digit favorite in that one. It's just a new uniform that we aren't used yeah, to seeing. looks different. Other yeah. than that, it's, you know what, repeat, simulate season, let's get to the playoff. That's not good for us because guess what? Even when you're at Alabama or you're at Georgia, you have multiple games. You're like, man, that's going to be a sweet game. That's going to be a good game. That's going to be a good game. 
We don't have that in our schedule. Yeah, we'll get into the playoff, but it's going to hurt eventually. Wanted to leave you guys off with this. One of our favorite soundbite guys talking about playoff expansion. I'll tell you what, I, uh, you know, Dr. Keenum, our president, uh, is on that committee, so I know they're in good hands. And so I think that part's uh, outstanding. I think uh, 12 teams is a huge step in the right direction. Uh, I personally would like to see 64, and you can format it out uh, pretty easily, you know, but... Uh, uh, I think it's a huge step the right direction, and uh, and I look forward to it. Thing or not a thing? Awesome thing. Love that guy. He's not trolling either, by the way, because he actually no, he's said been this saying before, this for years. And yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, by the way, Dave Redson did not get the first question. And, Who got it? And the first question was Texas and Oklahoma, and hopefully Chops will have that soundbite because it's the most. By the way, what a savvy, savvy guy Kevin Warren is. He has buttered up these guys every single question so far. Hey, good to see you. Gosh, good, great question. Like he's trying to he's trying to soften the body punches that are coming his way. Anyway, but yes, no, awesome job out of Leach. It's incredible. Yeah, that is good. Do you well, like Leach's so, response or Dabo's? They ain't twelve teams good enough. Both are true. <laughs> I think Dabo's is more true. Yeah, that there is. aren't. I think that. Yeah, well, I, I haven't got your opinion on that, so we'll get into that. We'll have some of the uh, the Kevin Warren reaction to some of Kevin Warren's press conference, which is going to be over in about three minutes. Uh, have some of the highlights for that. He was asked about Texas Oklahoma. He was asked about uh, you know the role in an expanded playoff. Uh, we will have some of that for you coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan. What's the best way to scare your kids into submission? By blasting morning juice through the speakers. You're welcome. Morning juice. Weekdays at 6. The Fan. Threes and Uncle Bo. If you know, you know. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. You've seen uh, Billy Madison? Yeah. Of course. My words, not yours. These are the words of Bo Bishop. Um, that's how I feel having listened and read the comments from Kevin Warren. Now, I understand that he can't come out and say, he can't come out and be honest, right? Right. Can't. Can't do that. So he's in a tough spot, and I will acknowledge the tough spot. But some of these non-answer answers... The idea of passing the buck on on legislation of name, image, and likeness to the federal level, that's what the NCAA's been doing. They spent $68 million doing it. It got them nowhere. Mm-hmm. Come up with your own. Be bold. Be big. Be a leader. Leaders and legends, be one and do it. Do it yourself. You asking mm. congressmen, senators to do this? Mm. And this isn't just for him. This is for the presidents. This is for other conferences. Yeah. You control your business. That's right. And they don't. They don't want to. They don't want the responsibility of it. So they keep pushing it. You, if you don't, you'll let, it's, it's all going to slip out from under you. It all is. And there will be a smart commissioner in the South who's going to trump you all because they're going to come up with their own rules on it. That's right. And it's going to be whatever they want. And That's you'll all right. be following them. That's right. Here's another one. I'm focused on taking the appropriate time to determine when the right time. He's focused on taking the appropriate time to determine when the right time 
is on how we need to structure any potential college football playoff expansion. Kevin, you're not going to have a seat at the table. Neither is your league. <laughs> if Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC, uh, they're wagging you. Mm, you understand? Mm. You're not wagging them. They're they're wagging you. You'll say, yes, sir, may I have another. What do I need to do to get invited to your big fancy party? What do we need? That's where mm. you'll be. <sighs> he was asked about last year. I don't have any regrets. If I had the chance to do it all over again, I would make the same decisions that we made. Now, that's just... The best part is that was followed up. He said, a lot of us are going to look back on our lives and say, you know what? I wish I would have done this differently. I wish I would have done that differently. He goes, but when it comes to last year, I look back on it, I would have made the exact same decisions. (laughs) You literally jumped off a cliff thinking you were doing so with friends You jumped off a cliff alone. Well, I've actually, my trust level that we will figure this out on conference expansion has just dipped so much. On Texas, Oklahoma. We're always constantly evaluating what's in the best interest of the conference. It'll be interesting to see how the whole, how the story evolves and where it lands. I'm not going to crush him for that because what's he supposed to say? No, you can't. There's nothing he can say on that. There's nothing he can say on that. I'm not going to crush him for the, uh, you know, some of these other things. What I'm going to crush him for is the idea that the federal legislation is needed for name, image, and likeness, and just kicking the can down the road as opposed to doing it yourself and saying, hey, the Big Ten is going to be one of the places that sets the standard on name, image, and likeness. We will lead, we will get with the other commissioners and the other conferences, and we will find a path to this where there's uniformity. You do not need federal legislation. You do not. You do not need them. The Power Five conferences can do this. They do not need legislation. Everybody else will follow. This isn't hard. Get on the phone. Get Greg Sankey's number. Call him. Say, hey, let's get on the same page. Before he gets to be someone who doesn't take your call. Yeah. If he gets Texas and Oklahoma, he don't need your call. Mm-hmm. Who this? New number. Yep. That's <laughs> great. Hey, Greg, That's it's incredible. Kevin. Yep. Yeah. It's new number. Must, must have the wrong number. Thanks. See ya. Telemarketer? Nope. See you later. Mm. Mm. Does he push the uh, just end right away? Like end call? Does just he doesn't even let it get there. Does One even... ring and end. Hold on. Did he just push the... Did he just push the... You know what, button? Wow, straight to voicemail. Okay. All right. Um, That's rude. No, I mean, honestly, this is... I, I didn't expect... Listen, it would have been equally as bold and... I guess unprofessional for him, even though we want him to say it, to be like, we're pursuing expansion as well, and we would love to have Texas and Oklahoma. He's not going to say that. No, um, he can't say that. I understand can't. that. You can't tamper. I get it. But there's a whole lot here that is concerning on obviously the way he thinks, and that's just the fact that he thinks that there needs to be federal legislation on name, image, and likeness. Um that's concerning. It's concerning that he has no regrets with how he handled last year. I mean, I would have even been a little more, I guess, empathetic if, if he said, you know what? Uh, last year, there's a whole lot going on, right, with the pandemic. And, and I obviously have some regrets and wish I would have done something differently, but um, just would appreciate a little grace with how just un, just how unpredictable this thing was last fall. But obviously, looking back, have the information that we have and how the season actually went, I would have made some changes. Absolutely, just like everything else in my life. As you look back, you you learn and you hope you make some changes. And um, 
I mean, that's simple. Sure. Okay. Um, but the fact that you said, you know what, we're all going to look back in our lives <laughs> and wish we would have made different decisions, but not last year. Nope. I would have done the same thing. So back it's off. Such an incredible amount of have a great day to say I don't Here's have Phillip. any regrets. Joseph Fleck or whatever his middle you, name is. It doesn't take a lot. Like you don't need it. This is the thing. Like you know, it's kind of like you know, if you, if you look, allow the analogy, Eddie Murphy was one of the greatest stand-up comedians of all time. He doesn't do that anymore. And but yet when he does anything, it gets a tremendous response. Like he did next to nothing on the Saturday Night Live and did such a, a small response because you're so hungry for just anything from him because of, of how great he once was. That's kind of where we are with the Big Ten. Like just give us a little morsel of, eh, we, we didn't handle this the best. Yeah, I probably should have taken a little more time. It was a fluid situation. I think you all know that. We were all living day by day, hour by hour. Some mistakes were made. To get up there and say, I don't have any regrets, when you say, we're canceling the season, we're not revisiting it, and then you play a five-game season? Mm. You don't have regret about that? Mm. What? Are you no, kidding? No, he's actually proud of his 92% success rate, which, you know, I mean, as far as all the games... It just is played. a little bit of, of... It's just a little bit. Give people a little bit of, I blew it. I learned that a long time ago in radio. When I first started doing radio with AR... You know, I, I thought that I, I had never done it before. And I thought, well, what you got to do is always be right. And you got to talk about oh, how goodness, right you are right. and everything. I've been fired by it now. Right. <laughs> what I found was it's okay to be wrong. We're not actually okay. judged on our predictions. That's good. No. Although you would have made a lot of money if it would have been judged on our uh, our college well, and pro football NBA, picks the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah. yeah. NBA and yours and that. Had some yeah. good picks. Was it, it was pro football last year. <laughs> college, I took the year off. Crushed it. But the... Uh, the reality is is that admitting you're wrong is endearing. Folks like it when you say, oh, yeah, you, I'm not flawed. I, have, I make mistakes, lots of them. This is, the way it was handled was a mistake. There's no way you could look at what happened last year and be like, oh, yeah, crushed it. Sign me up for another more of that. Let's do more of that. I mean, the mis- they had to correct their own mistake in live time a year ago. So to not come out and say, oh, I wish we had that over. To say, I don't have any regrets? Come on. It's just... It's not going to land. Um, this isn't going to land either. And this is now... So so these are the things that I think you can take umbrage with. Yeah. The need for, to say that you need federal legislation. The fact that you don't that you don't say... Have a little bit of humility and say, you know, there's some things I'd like to have over. You know, I think those two things you can take umbrage with pretty strongly. I don't think you take umbrage with the, with the non-answer on Oklahoma, Texas. Like, you know, what's he going to say in that sense? This is another one that you can, I think, take some pretty good umbrage with. When asked about the college football playoff expansion, yeah. I'm focused on taking the appropriate time to determine when the right time is. So you're gonna you're focused on taking time to determine when the right time is. These decisions are happening now. He wants to set up a meeting about the meeting. That's like being it's engaged to get engaged. That's yeah. right. It's a promise ring. Yeah. It's a promise hey, ring. Honey, we need, right? We That's what they call them, the kids. Talk. About the well, why don't we just talk right now? Well, no, that's not the right time. What? Let's get to get. Let's let's talk about the ring that I'm going to get you when I ask you if we're going to get married, and let's see if you would say yes to this. And let's start. The, no, 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 no. We are walking down the aisle on college football playoff expansion. Yeah, 
And you can either choose to lead on it and have a seat at the table, or you will get skipped. And I got news for you. And this goes for us, too. He's skipped and anyway. I He's understand. But it, it's only going to get worse. <laughs> yeah. It'll only get worse. Because yeah. if, if, if that SEC expansion happens, your seat at the table is mm. a bar stool at best mm. without backs, yep. without armrests. Yep. You could spin around on the damn thing. Those are fun, though. They are fun. They are Unless fun you have for kids a little while. Then you get uncomfortable and you realize it's not okay. The, now I'm dizzy. Yeah, and it's uncomfortable. You need it back. It's the lumbar support. Yeah, it is. That you Especially for you. Those. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. How oh, is absolutely. the lumbar? Tender back. It's okay. It's all right. The back's fine. It's back's fine. We're getting there. We're doing some PT. We're getting there. Um, you know. So we'll we'll see on this. Um, but these things you can <laughs> these things you should be alarmed by. You should be. We should be as people who cover Ohio State and love the Buckeyes and and want to make sure we have had a seat at the table for a long time. And this isn't something that's going to happen overnight. It's not like all of a sudden we're going to be kicked out of the club. But if you think if you think that you won't be based on history, go look at some of the other teams in this conference. Hmm. Go look at Michigan. Go look at Nebraska. Hmm. Go look at Penn State. None of those teams have played in the playoff. None of them. And guess what? The playoffs fine. And if you went to constituencies at Penn State, Michigan, and Nebraska, you know, we talk about you can't write the history of college football without Ohio State, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, USC, Alabama. They would say the same, and they would add their schools in it. They would say you can't write the history of college football without Michigan. You can't write the history of college football without Penn State. You can't write the history of college football without Nebraska. None of them have played in the playoff. Mm. None of them. Playoffs fine. That's fine. That's fine. I don't want you to be you're I, immune I mean, to the it. History is important, you want to be one I of them. I want to be written in the future. I want to be written. Right. I want to know that we're going to be writing the future, and that's where it's different. Like, yeah, of course we. I remember Nebraska and Michigan and all them, but there's no hope right now for those said programs about their names being written about in the future. The train keeps rolling. It's not stopping. Yeah. Yeah. And you're either going to be on it or you're going to be left at the station. And I do think you're getting close to a point. I think you're getting very close to a point where the leadership at Ohio State, and I assume that Warren represents their thoughts. He, he must for him to take some of the tones that he's taken. Um, but I think it's the leadership at Ohio State needs to say, we need to worry about us. And what matters most to us here is football and then men's basketball. And we got to take care of those two things. We got to make sure, especially football. We have to make sure football is in good shape going forward, and that we're with like-minded institutions. And if that means an analysis of, of where we stand in the Big Ten, fine, fine. Now's the time. Now's we, the time. As, gonna... I guess my question for Ohio State: Are we as like-minded with how we view football and basketball success as the SEC, as Clemson? This is Clemson saying, "Hey." We we care so much about football that we'll cancel track. Yeah, we'll go all in. Are are we as dedicated to football and then the other sports, or are we still operating under the principle of we have thirty something varsity sports? We're Stanford of the Midwest. Come here, we're great at everything. It's a great what question. What is our view? 
And yeah, and as you look into a crystal ball and you look into the future, what does it look like? What should it look like? What decisions have to be made now to ensure the safety of it going forward? Because it feels like we're at that moment. It -hmm. does. And and this ain't hyperbole, folks. Texas and Oklahoma are opting out of the Big 12. So the question is, do we have, for Ohio State specifically, and we can get into this in the next segment, but does for Ohio State specifically, Bo, will we look at this whether it's Big Ten expansion that Ohio State should push because we are the face of the Big Ten. Is it, hey, bringing these schools in best for our con- Or if it's us creating, going some, whatever it is for us, will we have the mindset this is what's best for our football team and then basketball? Or will we think through the thought lens of, well, this might be good, but it's not going to be great for our track and field or our rowing. They don't have rowing. Ah, they don't. Will we even <sighs> consider those questions? We know what the answer should be. But how I are know they what the operating? answer ought to be? Yes, and, but, and, and and how how are they operating? But talking to people in the building, well, I'm nervous. I know we don't operate that way in the past, not in the last <laughs> five know. years. No, I know. Uh, no, I think you ought to be nervous about that. Um, a lot to get to on this. We'll continue. Bishop and Laurenite is right here in the fan. Unlike your deadbeat uncle, we'll never leave you stranded in a ditch when you were six. This promo may have been a touch too specific. The fan. The linebacker, the legend, the liquor cabinet. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. All right, Kevin Warren wrapped up about uh, 20 minutes ago in Indy. We've gone over some of his comments. Let's hear his comments now on conference expansion and the Big Ten's place and all of that. Let's have a listen. Ralph, that's a great question. I mean, I think one of the things that we recognize, um, obviously, we're here to celebrate the Big Ten. We're here to celebrate our coaches and student-athletes today, which I'd love to focus on that. But, Ralph, with that question, uh, that being said, I think what we have seen, as I talked about in my comments, we're at an inflection point in college athletics. So whether it's name, image, and likeness, whether it's the Austin case, you know, whether it's potential college football playoff expansion, whether it's uh, schools from one conference joining another conference, these are the kind of issues that, uh, that we all will be dealing with here this year and for many years in the future. And so, um, again, it's, it's, you know, that, that's the world that we live in right now. And, uh, and I know from, from where we sit, you know, we're always constantly uh, evaluating what's in the best interest of the conference. Do you think the Texas-Oklahoma story caught them by surprise? Yeah. I think it caught everybody yeah. by surprise. Yeah, me too. Except the SEC. <laughs> yeah. In the Big Thank 12. You yeah. Um, yeah. Which Thank you knew. I think is the first step of disappointment in all this is that they knew, which means that Texas and Oklahoma reached out to only one conference. And it was the SEC. And by yep. those interconnected circles, it never got back to Kevin Warren. I think it did. Otherwise, you know, it, it, it's hard to know for sure, but it doesn't give me much confidence that we're going to see a Big Ten with Texas and Oklahoma in it. So the question for me is because no. I don't think that they want to come here. I think Agreed. if they wanted to come here, they would have reached out to us. Um, so that it should has we call to shift. Sankey? Hmm? Should we call Craig Sankey? In the that SEC? Room for us? 
Got room for us in Penn State? I've thought about it, but then do you... Yeah, I've thought about it. Get to 20? Yeah. I've thought about it. You got room? I mean, I'm being facetious, but... I know. At the same time, I... No, this people is a tweeted at us. Why, not, why don't we just go join? People have tweeted at us about it. Um, well, we talked about that a lot last year, and the one thing I shut down real quickly is is the, the SEC would never have had us a year ago because why would they allow us to be a, in their party Yeah, when we weren't going to play? Like they, right. they don't want to spread the wealth to us, but if we, would, if we joined that league, would that yeah. be interesting? I, I think this. I mean, these are... Some of this is 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 really bold and, and at times can perhaps sound wild, but I would say this, and I really do mean this. This is a time in college athletics to be bold, and it is a time to be proactive. Yeah. If you are reactionary and yeah. resting on what once was, you will be left in the dust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have and- to wonder, beyond him... Are the presidents of, of these institutions, not ours, but the rest of us, probably not Nebraska's because I think they want the same things we want, probably not Michigan, probably not, or well, certainly probably Michigan, probably not Penn State. I think they want what we want. Mm-hmm. Iowa, those, maybe Wisconsin. Yeah. But are, are they aligned? Right. Do you have the same interests? Are they aligned? Right. So if you could grab Notre Dame, North Carolina, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, and one more, what would that do for you? Just try to rake up the best of the ACC, essentially. You would have to... uh, Yeah, I would almost want to take like the entire SEC. ACC, rather. ACC. Take all... How many teams do they have? 12? I don't even know how many teams they have. I have no idea. Take the whole thing. Go to 26 teams. Yeah. I would want it, I would take them all. I would want to take them all because I think that's the type of bold measure that is going to be required here because, yeah. I, because this is as bold as it gets on the other side and forward thinking is a requirement. And you have to think about not where you're going to be in six months but six years and in a decade. Where are you going to be? Yeah. And I, we, look around us, guys. Look at our neighbors. Our neighbors aren't keeping their houses in order. Right. You know, siding's falling off. You know, not taking care of the yard. We are, but the neighborhood's going to hell. Yep. You know, so to me, that's what it, that's what it'll take. Um, it's, it's a fascinating time, and I'm not, I don't have a ton of confidence based on what you heard from the leader of this conference. And I acknowledge that he can't tell you everything. He's got to give you the political answer on some of it, but I think some of it is very troubling, and I think uh, I think it should send off some alarm bells for Buckeye constituents. I'm not worried about Michigan, or you know, we're worried about here, and we want to make sure that we can be on a level playing field with Alabama and Clemson and Texas and Oklahoma and LSU and Georgia going forward. And that will require, I think, a change in thought. We'll ask Brandon Marcello about this. He joins us coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here in the fan. This is Ohio State football coach Ryan Day on your home for Buckeye football, the fan. Ohio sports destination. Two legends, one show. Well, it's all a lie. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. <laughs> Obviously a lot going on 
in the college football, college sports world. From perspective, we're joined by Brandon Marcello on the Brian Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline, our old buddy from the 24-7 Sports Network, the National College Football Writer. Uh, well, I guess Texas and Oklahoma said, well, you, you want to do SEC Big Ten Media Days? How about we throw this into your lap? And and boy, did they. What is your reaction to this news uh, from Texas and Oklahoma, and, and where do you sit with it? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It, it broke when it did, but, um, you know, these conversations, or I should not say conversations, but the uh, exploration, I guess you could say, by Texas and Oklahoma to lead the Big 12 of been going on for several months, uh, apparently, according to the sources I've spoken to. And um, it was one of the situations where some of them were kind of surprised that it came out and leaked uh, when it did, because this may have been something that um, could have taken a little bit longer to develop. But here we are, and uh, the timeline has been expedited. Brandon, as, as we talk about this up here in, in our neck of the woods, that we're, we're wondering, and Bo and I have been saying all along, like if you're Kevin Warren, you need to be super aggressive and and call them yourselves and be like, hold on, can we stop this? How can we get you here? Do you are, are you under the assumption that this is basically already the negotiations have already started? The process, I guess, is, is more likely that it's it's SEC or nobody for Texas and Oklahoma, or is this kind of an open market? Does the Big Ten have a chance to to get those two brands at all if they did call? I think it would take the SEC passing them up or there being some type of roadblock within the SEC voting structure uh, for that to happen. I think right now that uh, it's the SEC is where they're going to land unless something pops up between now and then, which very well could, as we remember a decade ago with Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and the Pac-10 at the time. Uh, that never ended up happening, despite it looking like almost a done deal. And um, I, I, But I think with this situation, if – if the SEC wants them, I think Texas and OU will uh, will take that opportunity and join them. And you know, it's interesting here at Big Ten Media Days. You know, Kevin Warren was asked about um, expansion and, and realignment and what the future holds, and he you know specifically mentioned that Barry Alvarez, who they have hired here as uh, their football advisor, um, will be looking around and trying to keep the Big Ten strong. But you know, I don't necessarily know or think. Uh, that they're going to be very aggressive in trying to pursue anybody. That's terrifying. I, I heard that as well, Brandon. I think that's. I think the Big Ten has is got a, with the exception of Ohio State. There's a lot of museum programs in this conference uh, that want to talk about how great they once were, but haven't been great in a while. And and I think while the SEC. I guess let's go to this one because this is the next logical place. You said if the SEC takes them. This is the make of an offer you can't refuse. I mean, these are the two schools where you take these two, don't you? Don't you find a way to take these two? Oh, absolutely. It, it, uh, I mean, listen, it's uh, not only is it strengthening our conference when it comes to on the field, on the court play and everything, but, I mean, goodness gracious, the marketability and the, and the potential uh, money-earning opportunities here for the entire conference and all of its universities, uh, it seems like a no-brainer. Now, having said that, there are some schools and university presidents and athletic directors within the SEC that are probably going to try and block this thing, uh, particularly Texas A&M. I mean, Ross Bjork, the athletics director, was very vocal yesterday. I was there at SEC Media Days yesterday, and it was <laughs> what was really interesting about that is there are really no ADs at these media days, but Ross Bjork was at SEC Media Days. And when that news broke yesterday afternoon, he was standing front and center in the big hallway 
at Media Day so that everybody could see him and come talk to him. Um, and he said, made it very clear, we want to be the only Texas school to be in the SEC. And, uh, you know, for this not to happen in the SEC, if, if we move forward here and we see Texas and OU trying to join the conference, the SEC's member institutions, there are 14, they need 11 of 14 votes to let them in. But historically, I'll add this, it's not a formal process or in the bylaws, but the SEC usually wants all 14 to be on board and to vote 14 nothing before they'll actually approve someone. And Texas A&M is certainly going to be against it. Uh, I've been hearing that Mizzou very well could be against it. And, and I've got questions about whether the Mississippi schools, those two, and also Arkansas, will be against it. So this is, uh, you know, this is something that's going to be transpiring, obviously, over the next few weeks. But um, a lot of politicking going on behind the scenes. Yeah, Brandon, so if you're Kevin Warren, I'm going to put you in charge of the Big Ten Conference. If you have the assumption that Texas and Oklahoma are going there, and that's almost a done deal, and you're saying to yourself, goodness, we have to, to expand and and make our footprint bigger for the Big Ten Conference to at least try to stay somewhat at pace with the SEC. Or, I mean, And arguably, I'm not sure you can add any teams with the size of the brands of Texas and Oklahoma that could even compete. But if you are in charge, what schools would you go after? Would you try to go get some of the ACC schools? Would you go west? What would be your plan if you're in charge of the Big Ten to maybe get to 16, 18, even 20 teams? Yeah, I mean, you got to look at uh, some of those schools that might be just hanging on and looking to get out of the Big 12 should Texas and Oklahoma leave. I mean, look at, uh, you know, look at Iowa State. You know, maybe even look at West Virginia. Um, I do think this. There, you know, not to say the Big Ten is the whack. It's not. But a 16-team conference has not worked before. And you've got to have one clear vision, incredible leadership, and a big plan and oppor- to take this opportunity and capitalize on it and not allow it to fold under its own weight. And you talk about maybe going 18 to 20 teams. I-, I think that is a recipe for disaster unless you've already got your ducks in a row and I don't think the Big Ten would even be in a place to start even thinking about that, let alone to do it. And maybe you go to 16, but at that point, like you said, it's like which teams would you get and also which teams would be interested? Because with the SEC in the past, so, you know, 10 years ago and everything, they were in a situation where schools were interested in them and were reaching out to them, not vice versa. And now the Big Ten would be in a situation where they would probably have to be sending feelers out themselves. And when you do that – you get into all, not necessarily legal issues, but you get into the whole ethical issues about, you know, doing some backdoor dealings and everything while those members aren't, you know, officially showing uh, a desire to join that conference. But I, I think, obviously, that these two dominoes, if they fall, are going to be humongous. It'll be much bigger and much more seismic than with the realignment we saw a decade ago. And I'm not so sure that other Power Five conferences will be able to make similar adjustments that would match or even come close to a Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. I, I tend to agree, and I think in a in sense you'd be left in the dust. Uh, Brandon Marcello, our guest, 24-7 National College football writer on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. couple more for Brandon. Um, you heard Kevin Warren. We did. I, I, I was pretty disappointed in a number of things. Uh, number one, still needing uh, the notion for, you know, 
federal legislation on name, image, and likeness as if Congress has is going to worry about this with everything else they have going on and not to be forward-thinking on that. I was disappointed in that. Um, I, was, I was disappointed in a lack of any sort of humility in the mistakes that I think he clearly made last year at this time when he pulled the plug on the season and then played a season, an abbreviated season, after saying we won't revisit this. Um, what did you make of his his first time in front of the gathered media in a really ever probably in terms of everybody because we had COVID last year? Yeah, not a great look when he said he has no regrets about last year and he says that he would do everything the same. Uh, that was not a great way to answer that question. There's ways to go about it by you know, sticking to that idea, but saying it differently. So to kind of soften the blow, that that was a really blunt uh, answer that is not going to set well with anybody, especially the players in the conference who fought last year to play. Um, secondly, you know, his, you know, his lack of really answering the question about what college football is going to look like with expansion in, in the future. I think that was an opportunity for him to not just say, Hey, we're always evaluating, but to say, no, we're going to be aggressive and, but that just shows you that the Big Ten's not aggressive in that arena. And then thirdly, you know, his idea that, not idea, but his belief that there needs to be federal legislation on NIL, you know, actually that's a belief that is shared by all the Power Five commissioners. They all want federal legislation. Um, they want Congress to stop dragging their feet on it. But the, the issue is, is that NCAA has also been dragging its feet, as we all know, and not really working all that well, even though they say they are working all that well with Congress to draft something. Because, Listen, all these commissioners, every single one of them, want uniform uh, NIL laws uh, so that no one has a competitive advantage. So it wasn't too surprising to me to hear Kevin Warren say that today. Yeah, yeah it is. Brand- it's, it's, a, it's great. Go ahead. Go ahead. Through. I was going to say real quick, do you, do you trust Kevin Warren in the future of this conference when it comes to the issues we've talked about, NIL, expansion of the conference, do you, or do you think this is too much for him? That's a great question. We'll find out in the next couple of years. I mean, listen, I'm the type of guy that you got to give someone a chance to succeed or fail. And um, if if the SEC moves forward and makes this expansion, I think every Power Five commissioner that has a job right now, their legacy will be defined by how they handle realignment. Um, if if you don't take advantage of this opportunity to strengthen your conference you're not only going to be left in the dust, but your tenure is going to be looked back on uh, in a negative light. And I think Kevin Warren, he needs to kind of rally everybody around him, figure out what they need to do, and uh, not only keep eyes on what's going on with Texas and OU, but be ready to react uh, in a way that puts the Big Ten in a position to compete against the SEC when it comes to visibility and also the strength of that conference. And uh, like I said, We'll see in two, three years. If not, not only Kevin Warren, but other commissioners are going to be defined by this new era again, this second era of realignment. Yeah. Well said, man. Appreciate your time on short notice. Thanks, bud. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. That's Brandon Marcello. Covers uh, college football for 24-7 sports. I'll be honest. I think if you have to wait two or three years, it's too late. Yeah. I think it's too late. Yeah. I think you got it. This Now. Yesterday. Go. Get going. Uh, three things. On a Thursday, up next, Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Radio, it opens your mind to stimulating conversation and live sports. And best of all, it still costs zero dollars. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Two guys who love to see it. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. 
All right, time for three things on a Thursday. Hit it, Chops. One, two, one, two, three things with Bishop and Laurenitis. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. Number one for me, and this one is is timely. Made a little adjustment here. This is from Barry Alvarez on the reaction of the OT, OU Texas report uh, from yesterday. This is from Bill Bender. Quote, my first reaction was why? The timing seems a little strange and out of the blue. I bet it does. Yeah. The why I can help you with because they want all the money. Yeah. They want all the money. That's why. That's not what I wanted to hear from Barry. I wanted Barry no. to save us. You know, I wanted Barry to be like, yeah, all right. We'll make a phone call, you know. Um, yeah. Also, don't you think the need some leaders? Barry Alvarez by the conference is an admission that hey, I'm, I'm Kevin. I can't handle it all, so I'm hiring Barry as well. We don't help. understand football at the top of this league. No, they don't. It seems to me. No, they don't. Nope. Nope. Um, look, my first thing, and I'll start with this because we saw Philip talk. PJ Fleck um, spent three days in Minnesota. Okay, in in a suburb of Minneapolis, but also driving through. Um, so imagine like driving through Dublin, Ohio. Okay, mm-hmm. and for three days only seeing two articles. Now that's a shirt, t-shirt, shorts, hat of Gopher football. They don't care. Yeah, you said it. You they don't care that when you. PJ Fleck was on here day. saying, "I'm pumped for name, image, and likeness. We got 3.5 million people in the Twin Cities. Nobody cares, PJ." Yeah. So you guys know how we have those promos where it says Bishop and Laurinaitis, and then it plays a, a cut from the show, and we do it for all the shows here. Today I was trying to cut up one of those sound bites to send to Bob Taylor, our sound guy, to, to put that together, and there's something wrong with the Adobe on here. It's either pitched down or slowed down, but you know like when you do that to sound audio and you guys just sound drunk, and that's what I got today when I was trying to cut it, so I wasn't able to cut it, but I did get a little bit of amusement out of here, and well, if Texas goes to... So I had fun with that. <laughs> Glad you're entertained. Uh, number two for me, uh, hilarious quote from Baker Mayfield yesterday. He was asked uh, about Texas-Oklahoma. And, and the rivalry in the horns down. And he says, look, I, you know, I hope they're, it's good to hear they're protecting Texas now. And of course, he's the ultimate troll. But what I missed in the initial, when I read the quote versus when I listened to it was this, which was actually an incredibly astute, uh, comeback for him right away. And it speaks to how quick he is. He said, so are they going to penalize them when they do horns up? Great point. Great point. Gosh. Great point. Good job out of six. Never um, thought it that way. That's right. That's right. Um, my second thing, look, summer in Minnesota is elite, okay? I was reminded of this. I'm walking down by the lake. You're looking out over Lake Minnetonka, which is massive and awesome, and, and you're just like, my goodness, the weather was great, 88 degrees. But then you have to remember the living hell it is from Thanksgiving through April. <laughs> That's all. That is all. But in the summer, it convinces you. You start walking around, you're like, oh, man, the homeland. How great is this? And then, you know, you go and talk to your grandparents, and you're reminded of the winners. That's it. Yep, that's why we don't live here. That's why. <laughs> my second thing, foot's almost back up to speed. I would say my walking pace is about 80%. There's definitely no jogging or anything on it right now. I'm going to mow the lawn again today, and I think I can handle it. But, uh, I'm just trying to just trying to get back back into the swing of things, and we're almost there. 
Uh, number three for me, uh, and I sent you the photo of this. I, I wish I could make this up. So the water is in the, uh, the, the pool. The water was in yesterday, but it's like 58 degrees. So that part of the project is, is nearing completion, but not completed. Uh, but the water is in. So this morning, I was out there having a cup of coffee, and Bootsy is emphatic that he, quote, wants to take his morning swim. Mm. The air temp was 59. The pool temp was 60. That's right. I said, well, listen, <laughs> you want to take your morning swim? God bless you. What yeah. a line out of a five-year-old. I want to take right. my morning swim. That's right. I oh, love punk. it. I mean... Hypothermia might be coming around the corner, but hey, buddy, go for it. Yeah. Um, you'll really enjoy this. Uh, gosh, what a legend. Risk. What a legend. My last yeah. thing, some things will never change. Um, I was up in Minnesota to visit my grandpa who turned, uh, who will turn 90 next week. Um, my grandma, 86, still just all there, just brilliant. Um, and the first time that they met Remy. But some things will never change, Bo. And that is grandma... Will always correct my English. Always. It is a subtle jab. <laughs> I'll say something where it's like me and so and so, and she'll be that like, she'll say, Shelly and I. It'll just be like it'll just be a quick little thing and like a hand tap on my hand. She's been doing it since I can remember, and it will not stop. Grandma, I'm thirty four, okay? Anyway. My last one. I saw the preview for the new Jackass movie. You'd think these guys are getting too old, and they are getting too old for it from you know the outside looking in. They still seem to be enjoying their antics and, and what they're up to. So you know what? More power to them. It's probably not going to be a theater watch for me, but I'll definitely check it out. I've kind of grown up with that. That stuff's been around since I was single-digit age, and they're still making it. Yeah, this has to be the Johnny Knoxville's like forty nine and he looks like he's seventy two. <laughs> he's got all so gray hair. He, all he, gray. He looks like, like James's eighty six year old grandmother. <laughs> he's he's go. gotta be the end of it at this point, uh, for them. Uh boy, lots on the program today. Lots more coming up on Rothman and Ice. We're back tomorrow. Bishman Laurenitis right here on the fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.